0: Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello and welcome to the Presence Podcast. You're here for episode number two of 2019. And this is Rick, and I am glad you are with me wherever you are, whatever time you are. I am upstairs tonight, not down in the basement. It's a little warmer up here, and the house is quiet because... My children are in bed because tomorrow is when they go back to school. Now, both of my kids are in high school, but neither of them go to the school where my wife and I both teach. For various reasons, we just think it's better that way, but they have to get up. I'm going to get up tomorrow to get them out the door and also to Get myself into a better schedule, not sleeping as late as I have over these days of Christmas break. But for now, it is time to record, and I am glad that you can be here with me as I share with you how and when and where I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. Some days, it is difficult when I get to the end of the day to determine what my God Presence moment is for the day. But today was not one of those days. It was about halfway through the day, actually closer to mid-afternoon, and something happened that was unusual, and I knew in that moment, as it was happening, that it was my God Presence moment for the day. And not surprisingly, nothing topped it, because it was a pretty good one, actually. So let me set the scene. Again, it was mid-afternoon and I needed to go to the post office. I was putting a card in the mail to my parents. And if they're listening, they should be getting it in a few days. So I was standing in line to get postage. And as I noticed, as I came in, I noticed this little, maybe three-year-old boy kind of standing by the door. And very soon after I got in line, a man got in line behind me, and he was talking to the little boy, and the little boy actually was talking to him. He was, this little one, had a lot to say. It was kind of hard to understand exactly what he was saying, and Mom, who was just a few feet away, didn't seem like she was in the mood for translating to the uh, listeners of the little boy. But eventually, after a, a minute or so, the little boy wandered back to Mom And it was just the gentleman and I in line. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He was an older fellow, probably eh, maybe close to 60, early 60s, perhaps. African-American, kind of silver, uh, silver silverish beard, um, very distinguished looking, nicely dressed, but not, you know, fancy. Reminded me a little bit of a character, actor that I have been seeing in what I've been watching lately, which is Westworld, the HBO show. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Probably we'll reflect on it here at some point. For those of you who are um, younger listeners, the actor who plays the character that I'm thinking of um, is, was in the um, second of the Hunger Games films. The, um, the game maker, the one that they rescued, um, you would recognize this, um, this actor. Anyway, this gentleman reminded me of this actor. And he um, he asked me, he says, how are you doing today? And I says, well, I'm, I'm doing all right, you know, because I was. I said, how about yourself? And he said, well, I'm really not doing great. I'm, I'm actually kind of waiting and anxious about something. And I said, oh, really? And he went on to tell me a story that really was pretty dramatic and really my... Heart definitely went out to him. Um, He said, Well, he started with a question. He said, Have you ever, do you know what a floater is? And I kind of had to think for a minute, and it's something in the eye. It's where your eye starts seeing like a spot in your eye. And I don't think you can see it on the outside, but you can see through it, or you are seeing through it on the inside. So he said he got one of those recently, and it continued to get worse. And He was describing, you know, exactly sort of what was going to, you know, what it looked like and how difficult it was. And he wasn't complaining. He was just being descriptive and pretty, you know, straightforward about it. And and I was listening actively. And um, he said that this afternoon at three o'clock, now, mind you, it was about 2.45, we're standing in line. He said about three o'clock, he was going into an eye doctor And the doctor was going to do a bit of surgery to remove these multiple spots now, these multiple floaters from his eye. And he was describing to me how that was going to be and how he was concerned about, um, you know, they guess they don't put you fully asleep. They numb it, but they don't put you fully under. And he was concerned about that. So we, we talked a bit about this and it seemed like it was really important for him to talk. And I think it was important for me to listen as well. So stay with me through the break. I will be back and tell you a little bit more about the story, how I experienced God in this moment. And um, just a kind of an unusual connection that I discovered this gentleman and I had. Well, thanks for staying with me through the break. So we continued to talk after he shared with me about his surgery and I empathized with him and told him that, you know, I had faith that if, you know, I'm a person of faith and I said, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you and I'll, I'll, I'll keep you in my prayers this afternoon as you're going through that. And he said he he was a person of faith as well. And he said, you know, things have been really rough lately. And he told me right around Christmas, I think it was right before Christmas, he said that his dog, who was only nine years old, came home and found him dead. And he seemed pretty upset about this, not surprisingly at all. And I said, I was just really sorry to hear about that. And I said, you know, I'm glad that we could talk and it seemed relieved. He seemed relieved that he could get something, multiple things that were difficult off of his chest. And um, eventually after just a few minutes, we made it up to the front of the line. And since I was before him, I got my stamps and my letter mailed and waited for him after he did his quick business at the, uh, at the counter and as we were walking out together I, I introduced myself, you know, said offered him my hand and said, Hi, I'm Rick and he said, I'm Rick too And I said, Really? I thought he was joking. I said, Really? And I said, Are are you a Richard? And he said, No, no, I'm a I'm a Ricardo I said, Oh, okay. And he said that his uh, middle name was Ricardo. His first name was Paul. And he sa- kind of made a joke. He said, "He said when you're growing up in the ghetto like I was, he said, Paul was just not the right name to have. He said, that was a, a brawling name. <laughs> it's a direct quote from him. So he said, I went by Rick instead. And it just worked out better that way. And I said, yeah, well, I've, I've done all right with that name. Mine is short for Richard. But, uh, but I, I like the name as well. And I said, you know what? I I will remember your name. I'm usually pretty terrible at remembering names. But I said, you, Rick, I will remember your name. And certainly I have. So I left thinking about him this afternoon and praying for him and praying for him tonight that the surgery went well and that he is doing better, will be doing better, and that he is experiencing the presence of God with him as I suspect that he probably is. You know, I, I love these kind of connections because it only comes when I, these types of connections only come when I'm paying attention. You know, my temptation when I'm in line or waiting is to take out my phone and check the news feed or check Twitter or play a game or whatever. But those things are not, terrible, they're not bad, but they disconnect me from the world around me. And today, you know, if I had been busy on my phone, he probably wouldn't have said anything to me. And he probably really only started talking to me because he and I both were noticing the little boy who I told you about at the start of the story. And after that, it was just logical that we would kind of connect with each other. And I... Again, I, I just think of how many of these kind of conversations that I've missed because I've been distracted or disconnected and how much this conversation meant to me and how it likely meant quite a bit to him because clearly he was burdened and talking with a stranger in the line at the post office I imagine probably helped him. So I asked him to pray for me as well. I said, hey, you know, I hope you have a great 2019 and please keep me in your prayers too because Lord knows I need him as much as anyone else does. And I will keep Rick or Ricardo in my prayers as well. So a couple of questions. One is how often are you distracted from the people around you? When you're waiting or doing something how often are you not paying attention really to who and what is around you and secondly how have you experienced god's presence in a so-called random encounter where you connected with someone that you did not expect to connect with and if you haven't done that perhaps you might be the instigator. You might be the one to say hello and start chatting with someone in line or somewhere else. Not with an agenda, not trying to get something or gain something, but just to connect, to make that simplest of human interactions, a connection. As always, thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace.